Whether you're the casual hockey observer or the epitome of a rabid Hawks fan, Blackhawks Live answers all your questions. It's just been a good sign this year that they all seem to be having fun getting along and working hard. I love those three things together. Joe Brand delivers the news, notes, and everyday gossip from the Madhouse on Madison. Here's Joe Brand. The scheduling of Blackhawks Live each week is always an interesting one. We're typically here Monday nights at 7 o'clock. Every once in a while we get pushed to a Tuesday or a Wednesday or maybe a 6 o'clock or even an 8 o'clock. But for the most part, this is the time, this is the day that we talk about the Hawks. And this time, it's unfortunately coming off a game where the Blackhawks saw their three-game winning streak come to an end. They fall to the Seattle Kraken 8-5 to after giving up six goals in the first period. However, that does not summarize the Blackhawks' week. It doesn't summarize the Blackhawks' season, but we definitely have to address what happened on Saturday at the United Center. I'm Joe Brand. This is Blackhawks Live. Jack Heinrich is our producer. On tonight's show, we're going to talk with Jake McCabe. We're also going to hear what Luke Richardson had to say after today's practice. Isaac Phillips as well. He scored his first NHL goal over the weekend. And a whole lot to get to about this team. Obviously, what happened Saturday night is not what fans want to see. And as John Hansen, actually, on his way out the door, finishing up his show of Your Money Matters, um, talking about how big the crowd was on Saturday, and I chimed in with how engaged they were. I mean, this Blackhawks fan base continues to do a really good job of showing up at the United Center. And I'm not going to say I'm surprised, because obviously that's that's been solid, but this is a very different team now with year one of a rebuild. But I, I do use the word engaged for the fan base a lot, because they're always invested in what's going on. And clearly, Saturday night got off to a rocky start, where the Blackhawks gave up six goals on seven shots. And in a span of six goals on six shots, it was records left and right. The Seattle Kraken uh, becoming the third quickest team to score five goals on the road uh, in a game. The Kraken also setting an NHL and an NBA record, for that matter, sweeping a seven-game homestand. It was uh, quite impressive. Obviously, the Kraken are, are rolling right now. They're the hottest team in the NHL, and they just happened to face the Blackhawks when they did. Uh it was a night where everything was kind of going wrong for the for the Hawks, right? Offensively, defensively, goaltending wise too. It's not favorable. It's not in Alex Stalock's best interest to get thrown into the game midway through the first period uh, after taking some time off and just going out there cold and having to try and slow down what the Seattle Kraken were doing offensively. And they just continue to pour it on. The first two shots, they go in the back of the net, and it's a 6-1 lead for the Kraken. Luke Richardson made sure that today was all about moving forward. He said on Saturday after the game he wasn't pleased with the team's performance. He called his team out. Held him accountable, saying we weren't ready physically or mentally to begin this game. And that starts with Luke Richardson, but this is the type of demeanor that he has consistently st- uh, sent this entire year. And for the people that are worried that he's not hard enough on the team, maybe not old school hockey enough, he brought up a good point. You know, he goes into that locker room after the first period. He stresses how disappointed he was with the team's start, but he doesn't do it while yelling or screaming at the team. And why not? Because they're already down by five goals. It's already happened. 
it's basically to me it's it's one of those things I'm not mad I'm just disappointed in you guys right now uh and the team responded there was a different second period the Hawks scored the only goal of that second period but of course Seattle can play a different game when they're up by five goals they don't have to get as risky they don't have to get uh uh, too advantageous. They can just play back, play reserve, and make sure they don't cough up a five-goal lead, right? Uh, third period, somewhat of the same. Blackhawks got off to a good start. They actually scored the first goal of that third period and just were getting things done. Special teams were looking good as well on the penalty kill, but of course, it's just too little too late at that point. So for this team, the main objective is to stay competitive with other teams. And even though Saturday's game was a rough one, they pretty much did it for 40 out of the 60 minutes. But again, how many times do we have to say it takes a full 60 for the Blackhawks to put themselves in line for a win? Uh, A few things that Luke Richardson had to say today I thought were pretty important. He talked a lot about uh, how this team has adjusted, what he was looking to gain in today's practice. He told the team, enjoy your off day on Sunday and be ready to work on Monday because we're going to go hard on practice. Uh, It happened to be, of course, it's Martin Luther King Jr. Day. A lot of people have the holiday off, so a lot of people came out to practice. I even think there was a tournament going on at Fifth Third Arena. So there was a big crowd for the Blackhawks practice where it was heavily offensively skating up and down the ice for the first 30 minutes and for the majority of the practice just to get guys going, uh, get a good sweat on, and uh, just try to instill some motivation, some more motivation in this team. Again, I think Luke Richardson and the coaching staff has done a great job of getting this team motivated, but he wanted to make sure that that was clear for practice today. And that can still happen with having yesterday off. I don't think, I think it was wise of Luke not to Uh, demand an emergency practice on a scheduled off day, which was yesterday. There's a lot of football games going on. It's it's part of the holiday weekend, uh, knowing that other people have the day off, and it's important to kind of separate yourself from the game when things go wrong. And here's just more of Luke Richardson talking about that whole scenario. Mine is always to have the most success in every, and that's a win in the NHL, and that's what it is. And and reality is we're not going to win every game, but can we get better and can we keep building that foundation that we can fall back on we've started to you know we won an overtime game uh we held a lead in the third period against a strong team that was pushing we haven't done that all year consistently but we have done it so let's make sure we build on that can we get better at it and it's not going to happen every time but if it can happen more times than not then then we're building something in a in a winning tradition how much are we going to win the second half i don't know but I think the guys enjoy being together. And even today, I thought we had some good conversation after practice just on a, on a few things to clean up areas that we don't have to go through a drill. Uh, just talk about a few scenarios and bring up good conversation. And I think we do that, and then it, it brings on more conversation amongst maybe two guys over here and two guys over here on certain situations. So can we, can we have a bunch of guys that enjoy being together and playing together, build a culture here that... You know, eventually there'll be younger guys that are coming through here, and then there's a bit of a culture that's here. Uh, that's what that's 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 the first and foremost. What comes from it? I don't know. I I want I go in every game hoping to win and play, and uh, that might uh, you know might not be realistic, but I think in professional sports that you have to approach it every fr- day freshly with that mindset. Otherwise, you have no chance. 
So that should explain a little bit clearer of what Luke Richardson is trying to accomplish here in year one of a rebuild, even when things go a little bit wrong, and what he's looking to accomplish for the rest of the season, next year, and just continuing on with developing a good culture in the Blackhawks dressing room. That entire answer was posed from the question of what are the goals for the second half of the season. Want to get into more of what Luke Richardson had to say. Also want to talk about Lucas Reichel being sent down to Rockford. We haven't had a chance to dissect that here on Blackhawks Live. Definitely want to do that. And we'll hear from Isaac Phillips as well. We've got more Blackhawks Live coming up next. 720 WGN. I don't know if we're going to be able to get all the way to the chorus. Jack, do you know why I had you play this song? No idea. How old are you again? 25. I think this is it. Have you ever seen the movie Happy Gilmore? No. <sighs> well, in the movie Happy Gilmore, <laughs> who, which is obviously a golf movie, but Adam Sandler's character is a big hockey fan and hockey player, he uh, starts to scream at his ex-girlfriend over the intercom as she's on the street. <laughs> He's up in the in his apartment building and he starts singing i think this song i want to kiss you all over and he starts he he yells at her and then he comes back and he tries to apologize and then serenade her and sing but she's gone and then just this old woman is walking by and hears this man singing so she's like listening to it and then she goes up to his apartment and it's a great scene in the movie and i i'm pretty sure it's the same song kiss you all over by exile uh, unfortunately, we couldn't get the chorus. Uh, that's that's your homework, Jack. Go watch Happy Gilmore. I will. You, get home. Hey, you won't be you won't be disappointed. There's I know it's movie. a good movie. I just haven't seen it. There's another movie I was giving you a hard time about not seeing. Was it? It might have been Goodfellas. Yeah, that got, sounds right. I haven't seen a lot of movies, so pretty much anything you say, probably. Well, and I hate to be the guy. <laughs> oh, you've never seen that movie. You got to see that movie. But I, I think you, especially your age right now, you'll love Happy Gilmore. Yeah, I think you you. Go back, go back and watch and report to me. Maybe, maybe we'll have a Jack Heinrich movie review next Blackhawks Sounds Live. Sounds good. <laughs> uh, this is Blackhawks Live, where we do talk hockey. Uh, and by the way, this segment is sponsored by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet, you get. If you've been following along with the pregame shows, we've been giving some bets out. And uh, last two games, Max Domi scoring a goal, got us a payout of plus 390. Two games ago, Sam Lafferty. Scoring a goal gave a payout of plus 590. The Blackhawks' last, I think, 11 goals have come from 10 different goal scorers. Their depth is definitely working lately, and a big reason why they won three straight games. So just liked what I saw from Lafferty's line, liked what I saw from Max Domi's line, especially with Lucas Reichel on it. That's why I went ahead and went with those two guys in those uh, specific games. Obviously, it's gambling. There's a risk involved. It's not going to hit every time. But if you're going to a game, that is one of the funner things to go on, to, to bet on, is a certain goal scorer. So go in there with a little bit of a thought of somebody who you have been seeing doing quite well, or at least incorporated offensively uh, lately, and just check out the odds. And then it's a fun thing to root for throughout the game. Uh, speaking of Lucas Reichel, again, we haven't had a Blackhawks live yet to talk about him getting sent back down to Rockford after he picked up his first NHL goal against the Calgary Flames last Sunday, a three-point night. But more importantly, just looking really confident, really good at the NHL level, and especially on the top line with Max Domi and Philip Kurashev. I thought everything that worked in on that line just had something right about it. Domi's a guy who's always going to be looking for Reichel. Reichel's a guy who's going to be looking for Domi, but also looking to just create a scoring opportunity. He and Philip Kurashev, actually all three of them, all good stick handlers, 
all a lot of speed and uh, great vision on the ice. And, and Kurashev is a guy that we've seen grow over the past year and a half, two, two years. And he looked like he really uh, synced up well with Reichel. And apparently they're able to speak the same language. Uh, they sit right next to each other in the locker room. So they definitely gelled pretty well. So why send Lucas Reichel down? And Kyle Davidson talked with the media, stressed the importance of going down to Rockford, getting high-quality minutes down there, being one of the top six forwards, getting on the power play, and also just playing in close games. I did a few games down in Rockford, and every single one of them were intense. Everyone, uh, Every game that they played in, they had a chance to win. And that's not happening at the NHL level right now. So when you've got these young prospects who are expected to be high-quality performers at the NHL level, you want to make sure that they're ready to do that when they get to the NHL level. If they're coming in and taking on the Seattle Kraken and get down 6-1 in the first period, it's tough to generate that momentum and work on specifically what you need to work on as a younger player in the NHL. Luke Richardson talked a little bit more about that earlier today. This is pretty much the kind of the plan that I was told is kind of, you know, we're going to we're going to flip-flop some guys and we're going to try and have a better team in Rockford this year and let these guys win and understand how they can push to win more and have bigger roles in that in that um, you know, area and and then when they come up here you know, try and translate that through, uh, whether it's a few games this year or the whole year next year or half the year next year or whatever it is for each individual player. My job is just to whatever we feel the management, and they always include me, but I think they have a plan in, in mind is to have that rotation uh, when there's openings and uh, not bring a bunch of young guys up and have games like last game where it gets out of control and it fails and then you're you have anxiety and you can't even play the to the skill level that you have uh i you know you got to worry about that at the nhl level because the other team has no mercy (laughs) as a coach i'd love to be higher in the standings and and have more wins and you know the last week uh, here has been fun and um the only thing I like about last game is everybody was grumbling. They got used to the winning, and they got used to being smiles and happy around the rink, and they did not like it. So to me, as a coach, I like that feeling. So hopefully that explains the Blackhawks' perspective a little bit more from the front office. Listen, I get it. It was a lot of fun to see Lucas Reichel up at the NHL level. It makes it a lot, a lot easier to just really embrace what's coming in the future because you get to see his talent out on the ice and to to get that on a daily basis would be a lot of fun but Patrick Kane even said you know this third time him coming up to the NHL is it like maybe fourth time if you're looking at how many separate times Reichel was called up from last season I know he played in 11 games last year but I, I don't think they were all straight 11 consecutive games and he came up for one game this year then went back down and then came up back up again but this year it's only been because Jonathan Taves or Patrick Kane have been unavailable so Reichel fills that slot because he's able to be one of the top six forwards but even Patrick Kane said this time around he looked a lot more confident looked a lot more comfortable just doing what he wants and what he needs to do to perform at his highest level. So maybe the Hawks are doing something right. And this is very different from what they've done in the past, but so far, so good with Lucas Reichel's development. At least that's what we were proven in the last three games that he played. Uh, another sponsor, new sponsor that we've got here on Blackhawks Live, 
Brew Pub Pizza, bringing us lots of matzo pizzas, fantastic frozen pizzas. Uh, again, at Chicago, there's good pizza everywhere, but this is a great frozen option. Uh, and they sponsored the segment of Who's Bringing the Cheese? And this week, it's Isaac Phillips. Amazing. I mean, it was fun, obviously. It's great to get that out of the way. And I just wish we could have got a win, you know. Did your phone just blow up and just have a bunch of messages when you got back? Yeah, my parents, uh, all my buddies from back home, like all my old coaches and stuff like that. So it was pretty great to like reconnect with everybody and then uh, just say thanks and stuff like that. Did you call your folks? I did, yeah. 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 What they were their reaction like? Pretty ecstatic, I'm sure. They were yelling at home and <laughs> uh, watching the game on TV or whatever. But, yeah, they were really happy for me. It's, uh, it's been kind of cool how your offensive game has just translated so well. I mean, assists, goals, and it's almost like you're not even working too hard out there, just kind of effortlessly. Are you feeling that? Are you feeling that comfortability? Um, yeah, I definitely feel comfortable. I definitely think I'm working really hard. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just like doing the little things right. I mean, you make a tape to tape pass, it's going to put someone in a good area to go down and get a chance, right? So it's just like little things like that will obviously lead to offense. Yeah, definitely not taking anything away from your work. I think it's definitely there. Uh, setting up Andre Sathen to see you a couple of times, do you, do you feel like there's any kind of connection there or is it just kind of happenstance? Uh, I don't know. I mean, he played junior in Barry, my hometown, and I told him he's my guy now, so I'm, I'm going to look for him all over the ice. <laughs> Isaac Phillips scoring his first goal against the Seattle Kraken on Saturday. He's set up Andre Sathen to see you a few times. Very, very cool to see him pitching in offensively. Jake McCabe will chat with us next on Blackhawks Live, but first we've got to get to the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom with Steve Ruxton. Welcome back to Blackhawks Live on 720 WGN. We're sitting down with Blackhawks defenseman Jake McCabe. And uh, Jake, I know this practice was kind of anticipated to be a tough one after a rough loss, but this is a team that really hasn't had too many performances where you guys are dissatisfied. So what what was the what was the message tonight? What was the uh, what was everyone gearing up for today? Yeah, I think it was just um, um, have playing with pace and practice today, and we didn't go out there for too long, but high pace drills, and uh, you know just kind of flush that last game. Um, I think we've been playing obviously good hockey with three wins in a row before the leading up to that point. So I'm um, just getting back on track today after a day off yesterday and getting back to work and uh, getting excited for tomorrow night. There's still a lot of smiles out on the ice. This is a team that does well adjusting, bouncing back from rough losses, but more importantly, just keeping morale up. What do you think allows this team to do that? I think we just got a lot of good guys in this locker room and guys that have been around for a little while. And it's, uh, you know, if you sulk and, you know, feel bad for yourself in this league, uh, it's going to be a pretty miserable season, so it's a long season. It's hard to win in this league, and games like the other night happen, and just uh, it's how you respond. And I thought we had a good practice today, and uh, kind of watched that last game, like I said. And uh, we owe these, uh, especially me. I really want to beat the Sabers tomorrow night. They've they've snuck away with a couple wins on us the last couple of years, so um, you know, looking forward to that uh, that matchup. You've had such a great season. How much is just the consistency of of being able to be a hundred percent, being healthy all year long? How much has that helped? Yeah, it definitely helped. Um, to be honest, I was I was healthy last year too. Um, obviously, came off a, a major knee surgery, but that really was no excuse for my my play. And um, obviously, nobody really played great last year. But uh, I think just the consistency this year comes from confidence and um, you know, really trying to take care of my body. Obviously, health is a is a big factor in being consistent, just being available to, to play every night. And uh, like I said, um, taking care of my body, just being hydration, uh, recovery in the gym. I'd, take that stuff real serious and um our coaching staff's been great kevin dean on the back end's been awesome i think he's really helped our game as defenseman my my game in particular too uh he's a great communicator and um you know just uh just a good guy that 
can feel the the tone on the bench and, and what needs to be said and what doesn't need to be said. So that's been that's been working for us as well. Have you always been this particular about your health? Because, I mean, other guys in the locker room are talking about how, how you set the standards so high for maintaining your health. Um, yeah, I think it probably comes from experience in this league and being banged up, frankly. Um, I've always been pretty dialed in with it, I'd like to think. But uh, you pick up some new tricks along the way and talk to other guys and see how it works with them. And, um, you know, I just, my goal every year is to, I've never played 82 games. And unfortunately, I wasn't given the opportunity this year because I had to, to wait a few games uh, to start the year but um that's a that's a big uh it's a really impressive thing for guys to to stay healthy throughout the course of a year um especially if you play a physical game uh, as a defenseman whether you block a shot and break a finger break break a foot you know some freak things happen um but you just want to stay away from those injuries that you can kind of prevent as far as you know pulls and strains and obviously those are um, a little bit more preventable than a, than a broken finger for instance but uh just try to you know really stay on top of that and uh, i feel like it helps mentally as well that you know you're ready to play if you're taking care of yourself off the ice when you came here you used the phrase dream come true to be here in chicago your wife's from here uh you've been kind of eyeing landing with the blackhawks how have these past couple of years been how much have you been enjoying being so close to home and, and so close to your wife's home too yeah it's um it goes kind of goes both ways it's it's been nice to be close to home uh, my mom was able to come over the weekend just drive down and Obviously, that's not possible if you're you're playing out east or wherever it may be in this league, especially from where I'm from in Eau Claire. So um, that's been nice. Uh, her family's obviously close by. Cousins are close by for our kids, and um, just a comfort level of of being here and been our home base in the summertime for you know six, seven, eight years. So um, just the comfort level has been great from a family aspect. Um, unfortunately, the hockey side of things hasn't worked out quite as well as I anticipated, but. Um, like I said before, I just uh, enjoy showing up to work every day and um, competing with these guys and trying to get better. Now you're from Wisconsin. You've you've lived in cold temperature areas, but anything about living in Chicago during the season surprised you? Something you didn't quite know? I, I mean, I got no complaints about the winter here. Um, I know it's been snowing and a lot colder back where, where I grew up, so... Um, uh, to be honest, I, I wish some snow would stick out there so my kids could go build a snowman or go sledding or something. But uh, no, nothing. That, nothing just when you're in a cold weather city, it's it's cold, and I wish the sun would shine a little bit more too. Especially when you're losing, it's not the it's not the greatest thing to see gray skies out there. But it's, it was sunny last week, and what do you know? We were winning. So um, hopefully, some more sunshine comes and some more winds come with it. What was your hockey background growing up like? Your your dad played, your brother played. What do you what do you remember most? Do you do you remember your first, the first time you skated? Uh, no, I was too little. I mean, we. Uh, I was just talking my my nephew, my my sister's son, Lewis. He's uh, just turned three recently, and we have so many outdoor rinks back home, and that's that's kind of what. Uh, it's funny you bring it up today. Is that I was kind of reminiscing yesterday about it. Is just how. Um, fun it was growing up and playing outside with my buddies and I had a rink in my backyard growing up my buddies had rinks in their backyard we had public rinks we'd always go mess around with it'd be too cold to go to school but we'd go find a, a rink uh, in one of our backyards and go play a three-on-three game so um, that was uh, that's a very fond memory of, of mine and um, something I hope my kids get to uh, enjoy is, is outdoor skating it's there's not too many uh, outdoor outdoor rinks here in the city that you can uh, get out and, and bum around on but uh that was definitely a a thing i grew up and just remembering my 
mom out there flooding the rink late night, bundled up, just making sure that we'd, we'd have good ice in the morning. And she, uh, my dad built the rink and my grandpa built the rink. So um, that was a lot of fun memories and a lot of hours spent out there just messing around, working on my shot or whatever it may be until uh, the lights went out and I was made to come, uh, <laughs> made to come in. If you had all the supplies, would you know how to build an outdoor rink? Um, I mean, with the uh, YouTube and Google now, I think you can pretty much do anything. But um, I definitely probably have to call my old man up and have him come help me. He's uh, he's a construction guy, so he's he's got all the tools, and uh, he'd be able to make sure that uh, I'd get a good one in the backyard. Hopefully, someday. Uh, I had, we have a house in Madison, Wisconsin, and. Hopefully I can uh, find a little spot in the backyard somewhere where we can get a little ice out there when I'm uh, when I'm done playing, maybe. Um, kind of like Illinois, but more so with the Wisconsin. I, I would say it's more of a hockey state up there in Wisconsin. And, um, you know, I know you've got uh, a lot of chemistry with guys like Connor Murphy and Seth Jones because of the whole U.S. connection. Do you, do you take a little bit of pride being a, a good American hockey player that grew up with that lifestyle? Because it's not too common around here. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, just uh, growing up amongst a hockey family, like my my dad and brother both played. My my brother um, played junior hockey up in uh, Fairbanks, Alaska. My dad actually went to school up in Fairbanks for a couple of years, and their D three program played a little bit up there. And um, my brother then started at UNO, then transferred back home to play D three hockey, and uh, just kind of growing up in the hockey crazy family and um then going over to ann arbor and playing for usa hockey and being lucky enough to don the usa sweater for multiple tournaments and uh it's it's very cool to uh to see the growth in usa hockey and wisconsin hockey in, in that sense too um i love seeing the next generation of players in eau claire you know coming through and making strides and you know going up the mountain of the next levels of play my brother helps out a ton in the community with uh, with the with with youth hockey and um it's just cool to see in this next generation. I know here in Chicago, especially with the Hawks winning in the you know early 2010s, it's obviously it just creates a boom of young players, and that's what's so important about growing this game and um, you know catching up with these uh, not catching up, but staying you know becoming a powerhouse and just keep turning out players. And uh, I think USA Hockey's done a good job of that, and I do certainly take a lot of pride being American and um, being able to represent my country too. I remember when you signed with the Hawks, they posted a picture of you as a young kid in a Hawks sweater. Were you much of a Hawks fan growing up, or did you just kind of like the entire league? Yeah, no, I definitely liked the Hawks growing up. Um, that was that was the closest team to me for a while, and then the Minnesota Wild came into the league, and uh, I was able to catch quite a bit of those games, and that was really cool um, with the new franchise and, and watching them, their franchise grow. And um, I was able to catch more of those games than these games down here just strictly because of distance. But um, then obviously being in college uh watching these guys you know win three cups in five years was was pretty impressive and able to turn pro you know right around that time too it's always uh you know these guys set the standard and uh to be able to come here and try to continue that standard and create a new chapter here has been uh um it's been a, a difficult task but it's something that i enjoy doing every day and working with these guys and the staff and the guys in the room it's been uh, it's been an absolute pleasure so far can't wait to keep it going Close things out with Jake McCabe here on Blackhawks Live. Uh, a solid year for you, um, but I, I'm sure you you still have standards. You still want to accomplish things. What are some of those things you want to accomplish? Yeah, I mean, um, playoffs is obviously the first thing in my mind every single season. Um, haven't been able to get there yet, uh, but um, you know, my time will come. I'm 
29 years old, I plan to play a lot more, a lot more years in this league as, as my body holds up and continues to hold up. So, um, for now, it's just continuing to build the, you know, my confidence in my play and the leadership aspect of my game and helping guys out. And uh, something I always, you know, try to focus on is, you know, if my if my partner's playing pretty good, that means I'm probably doing a pretty good job too. Um, whoever I'm playing with that night, I want to make their life a little bit easier. And uh, I think I've done a pretty good job of that this year so far. And just want to continue, uh, you know, going along those those lines of making my teammates' jobs easier and, um, you know, just playing good hockey. Jake, thanks a lot. Good, good luck uh, sticking it to Buffalo tomorrow. Yeah, I appreciate that. That's Jake McKay. We'll have more Blackhawks Live coming up next, 720 WGN. One last stop of Blackhawks Live here on 720 WGN. I'm Joe Brand. Our producer is Jack Heinrich. The Blackhawks concluding a seven-game homestand tomorrow against the Buffalo Sabres. That's tomorrow night at 7.30. The pregame show starting at 7 o'clock right here on 720 WGN. This final segment is sponsored by the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program as we get to our Business of Hockey segment. Uh, I actually want to correct myself from a few weeks back. The show that we did on uh, January 2nd, so it it was the same day as the Winter Classic, and the NHL had announced just right before the show where next season's Winter Classic will be uh, this past year between the Pittsburgh Penguins and Boston Bruins at Fenway Park. Next year, it's going to be at the Seattle Mariners ballpark, T-Mobile Park, out in Seattle, where the Kraken and the Vegas Golden Knights will play. So you got the two expansion teams, two most recent expansion teams, I should say, playing up in Seattle. And uh, I, I had pointed out that, yes, I, I love it when Winter Classics are at baseball fields. They're Personally, my two favorite sports, love it when they overlap, but it does make more sense to have a hockey game at a football arena because the seating is just way more appeasing and there's a lot more good-looking seats. And the Seahawks play right next door to the Mariners, so I wasn't quite sure why they decided to have it at the Mariners' ballpark, the baseball field rather than the football field where the Seahawks play because again they're right next to each other and the Seahawks are still very prevalent in Seattle there's a huge fan base out there Uh, I thought it might have something to do with the Mariners playing bell playing better as of lately making the playoffs for the first time since 2001 uh, this past fall classic but uh, Ben Pope at the Chicago Sun-Times history or I should say uh, taught me up and uh, explained well T-Mobile Park has a roof or a retractable roof and it makes it a lot easier for the ice to stay the way it needs to stay when raindrops aren't falling on it and I said Ben that makes a whole lot of sense thank you for stating the obvious um, because I think rain might even do more damage than even just warm weather or sun because it it creates divots in the ice and and makes it a lot more difficult so felt felt a little uh little clueless that I didn't realize that and make that assumption on my own. I didn't either. So I just learned something. I mean, you were saying that, and I was like, yeah, that's a good point. It does rain a lot there. It, it does. It, it is Seattle. So, yeah, that is our uh, business of hockey segment. Uh, as we mentioned before, we're bringing in a new, a new sponsor of Lots of Matza Pizza from Brew Pub Pizza. Uh, they hooked us up with some frozen pizzas. It was great stuff. Um, I'm getting a little backlash, though, Jack, on the video I made because... 
apparently, I, I, I'm getting both sides. A lot of people like their pizza as well done as I do, and a lot of people don't, and you're in the don't pile. Is yeah, that right? I don't. I mean, it looked like you burned it. I know you addressed that <laughs> in the video if you didn't see it, but uh, yeah, you're like, it looks like it's burned, but that, that's well done. I'm like, well, that's not Mar- my style. Mary Vandeveld uh, posted on or commented on Facebook, who does a fantastic job doing traffic here at WGN Radio, saying, oh, I just made my pizza on Friday, and I burnt it as well. I'm like... <laughs> No, yes, but no, Mary. We we don't burn our pizzas. We cook them well done. Uh, and I, I wasn't. I was kind of half joking with the saying, "It's science. Cheese tastes better. It it caramelizes the cheese. It it makes it like a crust." And it. I mean, people eat saganaki, which is just straight up burnt cheese. It's good stuff, right? So that's that's the way I prefer my pizza. Uh, anyway, the Blackhawks are looking to conclude the seven game homestand. They can make it a winning one with a win against the Buffalo Sabers. They're going to be on the road for the rest of the week, visiting Philadelphia and St. Louis before coming back home for one quick home game against the Vegas Golden Knight, or excuse me, the uh, the L.A. Kings, and then they hit the road again towards the end of January to wrap up. I guess the first half of the season. We are at the halfway point of the year already, as surprising as it is, forty-one games in, and uh, clearly this season is gone. Kind of how you expected it to go when the Blackhawks declared it would be the first year of a rebuild. Uh, Playoffs are are pretty much out of the picture. Uh, I think the most important thing for this Hawks team is to be competitive. And they have been for the majority of this season. So I was talking uh, to Colby Cohen at practice today. And when I got there, I was just a a little bit late throughout all the drills and everything. And I I asked him, you know, how, how intense has this practice been? And he's like, oh, yeah, pretty intense, uh, pretty hardworking couple of drills with both offense and defense skating up and down the ice. They go three-on-three and then two-on-one and just kind of nonstop, fast, a lot of uh, intense skating drills. And uh, he said, but, you know, let's be honest, there's a game tomorrow. You can't totally drain these guys. They still have to be ready to play the Buffalo Sabres tomorrow. And I'm like, you know what, that, that's a pretty good point. I mean, you can, you can make your point of making it a tough practice, but you still got to understand the bigger picture. And I think that's just another thing that Luke Richardson does so well, uh, especially this season. Uh, the players were positive. They were upbeat after the practice, so it's not like it just totally drained them mentally and physically. They understood what they had to do. Nobody was satisfied with what happened on Saturday. But uh, again, I think I think Luke Richardson just has a good grasp of what this team needs right now, and this is a roster that's made up of a bunch of hardworking guys that aren't going to blow you away in the offensively skilled categories. There's a few guys that can do it, but but not the majority of the team. So they're going to be overmatched a lot, and that's just going to happen. But really, when you think about it, I mean, I, I really think on one hand I can count games in which the Hawks were just not pleased whatsoever by their performance. And even that, even that is a bit of a stretch, because I I take that Seattle game as an example. You're down, you give up six goals in the first period. Obviously, that's incredibly rough. Nobody wants that. Nobody's proud of that whatsoever. But afterwards, they made adjustments. They, They did what they needed to do. And again, yes, Seattle can play a different game in the second period when they're up by five goals, but you can only control what we, you can control. And in those 20 minutes, I think the Blackhawks did a good job of controlling what they could control. Same thing in that third period. 
So if we look out, look at the entire schedule, the Seattle game, the New York Rangers game, the Columbus game, I mean, that's kind of it. Maybe a few more in there, but uh, for the most part, this team has been competitive. Hoping for another one tomorrow night against the Buffalo Sabres. Big thanks to Luke Richardson, Isaac Phillips, and Jake McCabe, and the Blackhawks for setting up that interview as well. Big thanks to our producer, Jack Heinrich. We will talk to you tomorrow night as the Blackhawks host the Buffalo Sabres.